Transcending the Veil. So today we want to talk about human design and we have Jiska in the call and today Klaus is not joining so I will do the conversation with Jiska. And with human design I don't want to start what it is but I want to start how it sort of appears on your journey because at least that is how I would describe the first interaction started with me. For me it was um, really on the journey when I started to look, not to look into myself, but to start to yeah, look into topics to understand myself. Right, So I don't want to put human design on the same level what I'm going to mention now, but uh, the journey sort of started, you know, in, in, in the corporate life, there's a lot of talk about the MBTI, the Myers-Briggs type indicator. And so you start to get a feeling of their different personality types with different traits. And then when you continue that journey, there is a huge spectrum of different personality types and processes and so on, and categories of different providers. And at some point for me, I, I got in touch with astrology, which I found fascinating at the time because the, it can go so deep beyond your standard horoscope of planetary constellation, but then you have transits and then you can map it onto the world and then you can map it onto time. And that for me was very interesting because without talking to anyone, people were giving me a picture of me that was so extremely accurate um, it was surprising beginning. Okay, and then later on I stumbled upon human design. However, I need to say at this point in time, I sort of, personally, I was over the point of looking into other people or processes telling me who I am. I, I sort of took the decision, right, now I want to do things with myself. I want to do things with life. I don't want to continue reading about myself. I want to do things with myself. And at this exact point in time, I stumbled upon human design and I still bought a book about it and read about it. Um, but I didn't dive as deep into it as I did with other topics such as astrology and so on. So for me, I'd say um, it's only the surface level that I'm aware of, of human design. However, interestingly, on my path of questioning, on my spiritual path or whatever, I discover more and more people that are to various degrees deep or deeper into human design. And that is fascinating. So the way I want to start really is the question how did you encounter on your life human design? Because we can already say that you looked quite deep into human design. I, I've honestly have never met anyone who looked that deep into human design and I hope we can explore it throughout the conversation or the depth of human design. Um, so for me, the question really is, yeah, how did you start to encounter it in your life and what did it make with you? All right. Well, um, my journey in human design—it's—it's uh, it's quite long. And when I first uh, stumbled upon it, um, it actually came through my mother. 
she had a reading and uh, she thought it would be something I would be interested in. And that was about 12 years ago. And in that, in, yeah, in this time, I was really, in a way, I was not interested in myself, <laughs> in knowing myself at all. Um, I was having a hard time. I was uh, dealing with a depression um, and I was kind of only searching for ways to get out of that. And, um, but somehow I did not have the awareness to really look at myself in who I was. It, it was just not present somehow. Um, and well, I had, I had this reading, I had no idea what to expect. And I don't remember a lot. Um, <laughs> but the only thing I could remember is, um, this is not me. I, 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 I was like, yeah, yeah, this is uh, all nice, you know, it's, it's somehow uh, that there was something that hit me, uh, but it was more in the, uh, in a way like, oh, I wish, I wish I was this person. So, um, I guess, you know, in retrospect, things did trigger somehow in me, you know, that there was this part of me that kind of knew, yes, this is me, but my mind was just way too strong in that time. And my mind was just saying like, no, you can never be like that. Um, so that was my first encounter with human design. And then I left it. I didn't do anything. I worked on myself. I did other things, therapy. Um, and a few years later, actually, I had, um, yeah, what I would call my first awakening, um, where I really, um, yeah, kind of started to have the experience of, yeah, what it, what it's like to be in this world and why I'm here, or um, I just felt a connection to, yeah, to the the whole, if you want to say it like that. It's very difficult to describe these events in words but it was a big life changer for me and that was actually the moment when I decided to uh, quit my job that I had in that time uh, and I left the Netherlands where I'm from originally and like I wanted to go on a journey I wanted to just go without any direction without any purpose in a way just with the purpose of living from my own intuition. And yeah, so I had other experiences, spiritual experiences, and then human design came again. And I looked in my own design and started learning about it, reading about it. And then I actually could see that design was starting to come out. And that was very fascinating for me and I got really uh, caught up by it and I started studying more and more and more. I really love to study so uh, I can really lock myself up and just keep on studying if I'm really interested. Um, but then after a while again came this point that I needed to take distance and 
I left it. I met other things, uh, spiritual things, uh, just life experiences. And um, actually, one of the biggest things was uh, my journey in Vipassana meditation. It was like three years of my life that I was totally involved in that. Um, so that was kind of a break. And after those three years, I met human design again. And then it didn't let me go. <laughs> uh, I guess that's like four or five years ago. Um, then I just knew this is it. Because, yes, human design is a system. It's, um, it's a structure. Uh, it's like basic concepts. But it's also not. It's like it's also... How do I say this? Um, it just gives you the tools to let go completely of everything, to let go of all the ideas that we have about everything and just really live and experience and just observe and see what is happening with yourself and with the things around you. <laughs> all right. Um that explanation that you just gave at the end, I don't feel many people would feel the same about it, because I assume that, at least in the Western world, it is very much portrayed, or I would perceive it as a type of personality type, because the, mm -hmm. the first thing that you get confronted with is the chart that is created, right? From similar in astrology, you have your birthday, mm -hmm. time, location, and you get this chart. And then for analytical people is obviously very nice because then you can start reading about the gates, the channels. And that for me, I would describe as sort of the first layer of information in human design. And it is this little information is already so much that there are probably the first books you buy about it are just about these informations, right? So, yes. but then there's so much more about it. Yes. So in first glance, there you look at the body graph and there are many, many details. There are so many different numbers, uh, channels, uh, colors, many different layers. Um, but the beauty of human design is um, that it provides you with tools and the tool to navigate in life. And those are, in a way, basically only two simple things that you need to know. It's your strategy and authority. And if you understand those, you can leave the rest because then the body graph will just show up by itself. But of course, we have a mind and the mind wants to wants to know and wants to understand why we are, you know, starting to experiment with this strategy and authority, because that's not an easy thing for the mind to handle. <laughs> the, the, the mind likes to make the decisions and likes to control your life. But uh, you, yeah, you really have to let that go once you start to follow your strategy and authority. So that's why it is very interesting 
to do dive into those details. Like when I look at myself, I really needed to dive in and very hard. I, I really went, you know, all the directions I could go to. Um, to, to, yeah, just for the mind to kind of calm down and to understand like, okay, it's actually a good thing <laughs> what you're doing. Yeah, it's quite interesting what you're saying about the the strategy and authority because definitely the awareness where my authority is according to human design, that made a lot with me because understanding really where my decision making is coming from and how to also attune to it and not ignore it. That was a very interesting insight for me to understand this, how I, I make decisions in daily life. Whereas all of the other things is honestly, they're already out of my mind. I can't remember all of my gates and all of that. Um, when, when I was reading about it, it all made sense. Similar like when you get an astrology reading, I think, oh, yeah, <laughs> how funny that they can say it so accurately how I work in all these areas and how I behave in certain situations. So that was rather well re um, reflected. But I wanted to get at, at another point is where you kind of phrased it in a way that you can sort of enjoy life and let go of all of the analytical parts because it felt a bit like that you're hinting at this mm -hmm. underlying principle of human design that there is no free will, that everything sort of is set yes. in stone, which is, yeah. I've not really read about it anywhere. You, you only told me about it. Mm -hmm. um, so why is everything set in stone and there's no free will? Or how would you phrase it? What, what is that basic principle in human design? Okay, so... Um... Mm, everything is a construct and you can really see that through human design. So um, the way the body graph is uh, made, or created, is um, by something that is called the rave mandala. Uh, maybe it's a bit complicated to, to explain this just with words because it's easier to see the picture. But um, basically, it has all the gates in a certain order in a big wheel. And you have to look, see the wheel and then um, the imprint that comes from when we are born, uh, it comes from the planets. So where the planets are uh, the moment you are born. So that's the first imprint, but human design has a second imprint. And that's like um, 88 days before we are born. So we have two imprints and that's uh, calculated on uh, um, on the basics of where, where the planets were when we are born in those two moments. Yeah, can, can I directly ask there? Because talking mm -hmm. about the rave mandala and the circle mm -hmm. and the imprints, that is some information that I think people that know about human design 
may have not heard about or seen. Because even for me, you quite often, you know, you get this basic chart with the centers and the gates and the channels between. But the rave yeah. mandala around it, I've only seen occasionally, so not very often. So right. we can talk about this, obviously. But my question is, yeah. is this additional information beyond the basic chart that many people see? Or is that also, when you talk about the imprints, do they have an effect on, is, is there a connection between the rave mandala and the, the, the basic chart? Is that connected in a way? Or is it a totally sort of second step, separate analysis in human design? Um, no, so the rave mandala is the basics of everything. Right, okay, so, so it actually starts there. Because you were talking about there. free will, yeah. it starts there. So I'm, I'm explaining it through the body graph. So we have the planets moving around the rave mandala moment by moment. It's happening all the time. They're moving in their own pace. So somebody's born, they get their imprint of the, all the planets, the chart is created through that. Um, but when you look beyond that, when you want to explain the free will part, you will also see that it's not only us individuals, but everything has an imprint. And constantly um, the planets are moving through the rave mandala. So constantly uh, the transits are happening. They are uh, influencing us. Uh, and everything in this world. So all the things that are happening, it's because the planets are constantly moving and they give us the imprint. Um, and this is the conditioning field. So, um, yes, we have our imprint, we have our base, uh, which makes us unique as human beings. This is why every single person is is really unique but we also have this conditioning field that is constantly happening and makes us move in certain ways it makes us think in certain ways it makes us act in certain ways and that we don't have any control of you know we have the ability to observe what is happening but we cannot say like no i don't want to be conditioned at this moment okay because <laughs> May I ask a few <laughs> questions because now you you open the doors to many topics. So mm. just to start at the beginning, so the basic principle: How can I? Is it correct when I say that to create a human design chart is done through obviously your date of birth and time and place, yes. making an imprint on the rave mandala. Uh, due to mm -hmm. the planetary constellation and essentially everything. And through that, you compute the uh, human design chart that everyone knows. Is, is that sort of the, if I could say, yeah. the, the, the way of flow of information, how, how we ach achieve the human design chart? Yes. So, okay. like, you know, the human design chart, and we, and we have the color, everything that's colored in, that's that's our own imprint, that's yes. our yeah, uniqueness. Yeah. But we have so much white also, right? Yes. Everything that's yeah. open. All surprising. this that is yeah. white, that is 
always subject to conditioning. Yeah. So this is always like right. feeling as Now like, let's let's talk about conditioning because that I find very fascinating. Because without human design, we already talk about conditioning through our parents, through society and wherever we are, we always get conditions by our surrounding. But now we talk about a different level of conditioning. Let's call it, it's a very holistic conditioning through our, yeah, the planetary constellation and so on, because it is constantly moving in that wraith chart or that circle. And what you get in some, when we talk about human design apps, we get apps that sometimes give you your chart but it also gives you a daily chart which is due to the conditioning of that rave mandala right and you can overlay it to your personal chart and then see sort of what gates and channels are maybe i don't want to say activated but where there's energy in that field or maybe you know to a channel is completed due to another gate that is now um, in that field of conditioning. Um, that I find fascinating. And it, I, when I look back, I only briefly worked with this, but I really felt that it is working. And it is for me, it is kind of similar to what you do in astrology, in a sense, where you talk about the planets moving in certain directions. However, I find the interpretation of astrology is a very skillful approach where you need to have a lot of knowledge and there's probably a bit of channeling happening if, as well if you really go deep into it however human design makes it very simple specifically for analytical people um, mm -hmm. so that is that is a fascinating approach of this uh, conditioning um, but you what you also hinted at is that everything has a human design chart in a sense, right? It is, yes. it is not just yeah. the planets and everything, but even stones and trees and everything. So Yeah, but it's not the same as our body graph. So they have a different setup hmm. in a way. So it's not nine centers that, that okay, we yeah, have yeah. as humans. But okay but everything has a design yeah yeah so essentially where we arrive with this understanding is that through the conditioning in the rave mandala and the constant change of the rave mandala and therefore constant conditioning on, of ourselves it is a very set system right it is sort of i don't want to say written in stone but is it is kind of driven through our cosmos, right? Through the dynamic system that is our cosmos, but therefore again, set, and there's no sort of free will anymore. And that underlying idea I find fascinating because for me, it connects quite a lot to other topics that we have explored in our podcast, which is, you know, we, we, we have other episodes where we talk about um, information from the non-physical world, like through channelings, non-physical entities, or even um, contactee information to other physical um, entities, so called aliens or extraterrestrials. But through all of these channels of information that are coming to humanity, 
we get portrayed an image that free will does not exist, which is for us humans mm -hmm. very, I think, very tricky to grasp. But essentially, yeah. specifically, I, I really like the um, the book from Jane Roberts, where it's called Seth Speaks, which is a non-physical entity. And he describes in this book to humanity what consciousness really is. Now, for me, it is a very fascinating book. But among other things, oh, and, and we had a, another channeling on, I think there's even an episode about this, um, that consciousness sort of has decided, if we want to, to incarnate into a physical body in this plane of existence, in this three-dimensional world governed by space and time. And it has been decided the entire experience the consciousness wants to have on planet Earth. And all of that is decided beforehand and we're just going to live through this experience. So in the, the bottom line of these informations are there is no free will. Right. And I find it fascinating mm -hmm. that in human design this is also the underlying sort of governing I don't want to say assumption, but the, the sort of the working process of how human design works. And this is something yeah. not really written about in the sort of, I would say, basic books about it, the, the more the common knowledge books yeah. that are distributed in the Western world That's right true. now. Yeah. Um, yeah. But it's a vastly interesting topic. For, for me, it has a direct connection with sort of the other topics that we deal with when we talk about spirituality and non-physicality it is exactly the same information that free will does actually not exist yet no one talks about it true and but the, for me um, what's so beautiful about human design is that it's well i wouldn't say it's evidence but if you start to understand the rave mandala how everything moves through these gates and moment by moment there is an imprint happening. Um, but also when you look beyond that, outside of that, there's also a, a so-called background frequency that is there and it moves every 400 years, so to say. So every 400 years, there's a different theme that is in this planet, in this planet Earth. And when, when you start to see that, um, you can, you know, you can just, you have the rave mandala and you can kind of pretty much predict what's going to happen in the future. Of course, not in detail, but mm -hmm. you can see how the energy will flow in the future, how, what will be the most important themes and um, how life will change. Well, that for me, and then you can also, it's, it's another way of seeing, oh, there is no free will. Mm -hmm. For me, I immediately need to think about a few topics now. One is, what is the connection with astrology, like astrophysics? Like when, when we talk about large time frames, quite often, at least what we see in ancient cultures, like, you know, the Mayan calendar is very famous for that. 
we we know all of the strange numbers in historic sites famously the pyramids um, but all the other sites around the world they all have a connection with astrology and time in a very large time frame which is beyond the time frame of people that have lived and maybe built those places so that is one thing um, when when you talk about this cycle of um, a few hundred years um, and I'll need to think about the, there are investigations or topics in spirituality connected to the general evolution of consciousness and this also talks about time frames which are very large um, so purely from a human design perspective can you draw parallels to the topics that I've now talked about? Is is that in connection with these astrophysics timeframes of, you know, galaxy moving through certain energy fields or in relation to the center of our galaxy or in relation to other planets? Because that is how quite often those timeframes are determined. Or how, how would you right. describe those large mm -hmm. timeframes? Or have you looked into this topic? Yes, yes. So, like, I'm not too familiar with those uh, yeah. areas. Um, but for example, yeah. Um, so in human design, we are actually almost uh, going towards a new background frequency. So the time frame that the last 400 years was one certain frequency. And in 2027, it's going to switch. It's going to change to a new, uh, yeah, a completely new energy. Um, so the last 400 years were all about uh, the tribe. It was about support. It was about um, taking care of each other and building institutions and um, getting into specializations and everything became so detailed the last 400 years. And also if you look at, you know, like social security systems in, in the West, for example, you know, like if, if, um, if you don't have a job, if you don't have money, there is a way for you to, you know, to be supported. Mm. Um, but 2027 is the time when it's going to change and it's going to be very different and systems are going to break down. They're already breaking down, right? It's always... Yeah, it's an interesting um, time, the recent years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely, yeah, yeah. So, so you, like, this is the few, pure background frequency which we see when you talk about it in terms of the frequency that is present and in manifesting it in plan on planet earth we, we saw the rise of building social structures up to governments and security systems healthcare uh, financial support and so on and organizing everything in detail we have the universities and research areas so okay but what what is the transition into the next frequency frequency background or background frequency? What what is sort of the essential elements that are going to be present after twenty twenty seven? So um, it's going from like a support system to a very individual way of living or. Mm. The, the background frequency will be very individual. It's all about uh, 
taking care of yourself first. And um, so it's going to be very egocentric, at least the background frequency, right? So that's where human design, that's why human design is actually here now, because it teaches us to stand on our own feet mm. and not to look at the institutions anymore, not to look at the gurus or the, yeah. the I, prime I'll, minister for help. but. Yeah, I, I want to, because you used the word egocentric, um, however, from your description, it sounds a bit different. Because for me, I feel like when, when, when we talk about the recent decades and what I observed in healthcare and many other areas, it feels like that we have built structures and support systems in our Western cultures, which puts people in a position to give up control of themselves, to give up authority of themselves, right? Uh, I, it's very interesting when you talk about, uh, talk to doctors in healthcare, that they are called these days so frequently about very minor things, like, you know, emergency support, because people will want to give up authority about decision making about their life about minimal things. So they call emergency support, um, medical doctors, and they arrive at the scene, it is something just, you know, something usually people would have done or dealt with themselves. So that for me feels like where society is heading. But what you just just described for me is not egocentric, the, the future is more coming back into power, coming back into authority of oneself. That that feels like what the new frequency, background frequency is. And for me, it it sounds it's, like a very healing approach for for humanity or for individuals. Um, that, yeah. that might be very interesting that people take charge again of their own life and make decisions for themselves, which currently we're on a path of not doing that anymore because everything can be done through other means yeah but the yes how you describe it that's like uh, uh, the way i like to see it also but i do feel like that most of the people in this world now cannot rely on themselves they are so dependent on other people Yes, that it will be a big problem for them to deal with this change. Yeah, and yeah. they might not be able to. So I'm really curious how that's going to look like, you know, when everything is falling down. And it may, it, it, it may take like a few generations because it's a transition and we are now in it. We, we may not be even be able to, to see or witness what is actually going to happen. Um, but there is going to be a lot of chaos, which is already happening now. Yeah, I was about to say, I think we, <laughs> you know, even in astrology and all of these topics, you know, when there is a timestamp or time frame, it is not always exactly that point in time. But, you know, it, the energy starts earlier and some people pick it up earlier. And for some, uh, it, it takes a bit longer to accept the new energies. Yeah. So there is a smooth over overlap and transition 
But I think that that is exactly what we see right now because there's so many institutions that are now questions how if they should work this way, how they always been working. Um, but um, I think you're also right is that is probably going to be a process through generations and generations. Um, so it, it, yeah, it it will not be chaos one day to another, but it is exactly this chaos that we start to see right now these years where it feels like there's so many things happening in this world for consciousness of humanity to realize certain things and you know you always need a conflict to realize something and then something new emerges so it feels like those are the times that we're going to go through now um, for consciousness yeah. to realize it and certainly some people have realized certain things quite early on and have already lived a different life for for decades already it's a very minority group in this um, world um, but i think that, that is sort of a slow transition that we already feel is, is starting but what, yeah. what you also hinted at is that as of 2027 human design will not work in the way it is currently described, right? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So um, what will change in human design after 2027? Will, will the chart look totally different or is just the meaning uh, will change due to the frequency change? Well, um, so 2027 is a big year. It's not only this background frequency that's going to change. Um, the founder of human design, Ra Uruhu, he also mentions there's going to be a mutation in the body graph. So um, there's going to be like a new species on this planet, which is going to kind of physically look like a human, but it's going to work completely different. Um, and this species is called the rave. Um, and that's going to bring also a completely different, <laughs> um, yeah, a different way that the world is going to look like, a different way of living. Um, um, and the interesting thing is, um, you know, the rave cannot work alone, so it will not function alone. So when the first raves will be born. Um, they will look handicapped and like completely helpless uh, because the rave cannot function alone. It needs to form a penta with other raves and together they actually are very powerful being. Um, and that's a totally different way of uh, of living that we, I don't know, I, I, I read about it, I studied about it, but I cannot really understand how that's going to look like. Yeah. Uh, it's very science fiction in a way, this kind of information. Mm, it, yeah, it, it really sounds science fiction. However, it, it somewhat correlates with another, uh, a lot of other topics when we talk about, you know, um, star seeds and souls incarnating here and the change in physiology of human body. And for me, obviously, what, what comes to my mind, because I looked a lot into the evolution of the physical human being and how it was interbred with alien life form and has changed throughout history 
so 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 called the true history history of humanity and we talk a lot about dna that is in our body which we haven't fully understood and there we certainly now understand that a certain dna pieces that are coming from somewhere else and so on which is very interesting and we talk about different dimensions where we talk about currently i think we are in the brink of between the fourth and the fifth dimension which essentially is a frequency frequency shift and that there are other things possible in other dimensions so that information correlates with this drastic shift that we're going through and possibly mm -hmm. that other souls start to incarnate into this human body which apparently is quite capable but we are not fully capable of using it to its full um, extent mm -hmm. Um, so, so that is very interesting that is now described in human design as well. Um, right. So which kind of leads me to the question, where is human design coming from? Because it kind of is a new thing that's sort of mm -hmm. making the rounds now in the, in the Western world. <laughs> but yes. where the hell is that information coming from? Because when, when you start reading about it, it is only talked about, right, there's astrology in there there is ancient knowledge from japan china and but please complete it because they're, they're like a yeah. handful of ancient wisdoms in there combined and but yeah how, how it's does like it... it's 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 based on five principles uh, which are the chinese I Ching, which was a divination uh, method uh, in ancient china uh, astrology um, the Kabbalah, um, the chakra system, and uh, quantum physics. So those are the five principles. Um, but how it came uh, to this planet, <laughs> it was, uh, it happened in 1987. And there is a man who is who was called uh, Robert Krakauer. He lived on the island of Ibiza. And, um, well, it's a long story, but he was the one who received a download of in information. He had this very uh, deep mystical experience on Ibiza for eight days. Like for eight days, he was just constantly downloading information. And he refers it as the voice, uh, but it doesn't mean that he was like, it was told to him. It didn't only come through like audio sounds. Yeah. It was it was just coming from. Um, well, it was just entering his body. This all this knowledge, and um, so where it came from, <laughs> he refers that it's coming. It came from uh, something that's called the the design crystal bundle. Um, if you have a bit of basic understanding of the chart, we have a personality crystal and a design crystal in our charts. So two aspects that give us our imprint, right? So the personality we imprint we get when we are born and the design imprint we get the 88 days before we are born. Mm. Um, so he says he, he was in contact with the design crystal bundle. Uh, the design crystal bundle keeps all the design crystals that we have. And it's one of the main elements that is creating the illusion. 
that's that we are living in in a way so it's one of the main elements of, of the whole construct of the universe mm. um, yeah so this appeared to him and it sounds maybe very yeah something hard to grasp but this is very hard to grasp you know what was exactly happening in that moment for for me it's very interesting because um i've been so much in contact with mediums and non-physical entity over the recent year that for Mm -hmm. me it's it's yeah it's it's very comforting information that it comes from i don't want to say divine source but certainly um a point where there is more knowledge than we currently have access to on earth um so it sounds very capable in that sense so for me not surprising at all that it comes to earth earth through i would call it a channeling in a sense um but what i find fascinating that it's not talked about that mm-hmm. we we talk about human design and yeah for me how i started to learn about human design was really it is so complex and analytical and you can satisfy your your sort of hunger for knowledge and looking in all of the details how everything works so i thought oh not another personality type i don't yeah (laughs) i I had enough um so I, i i didn't dive deep into it um yet where it comes from and what already fascinated me was that you know all of those ancient knowledges were combined into one and i thought oh that is that is a unique nice approach but that it is actually channeled information makes it even more interesting for me and now also what we talked about that there is no free will it is actually all decided um yeah for me is very interesting because it correlates with other information that i i stumbled upon let's put it that way yeah um yeah and i guess you also have to understand that the the five principles um so ra uruhu that's how he called himself uh, the man who received his information um he was told that he he needed to use this these principles as a kind of language to explain this whole system because Yes, it has a lot of elements from that, and of course, mainly it's based on that, but it's not these principles, because they're old, they're very old, and we actually mutated since those times, so it's transformed into something completely new, which is the human design system. Um, So it's not just like a a combination of these five things, Mm -hmm. right? so in a way Just, human design is knowledge quite spiritual knowledge about our existence formulated in concepts that we as mentally thinking human or rationally thinking human beings can start to understand and work with that is how i currently see human design which makes it very fascinating because i find it extremely complex to translate things that you start to experience in the spiritual world and a non-physical world into very concrete rational things in the physical world 
And for me, it looks like that human design has actually achieved that because it it is based on these principles that you start to experience, but it is there in a chart and you can start working with it and sort of experience it yourself. So it makes human design makes so much sense from a pure analytical standpoint. And when you approach it like that, so it's interesting that it's based on something totally different. And uh, so for me, it just shows how well this translation has worked in human design. Yes, yes. Yeah, and I think uh, human design, it's all about the experimentation. You know, you, you can study, and studying is good for the mind, as I said before, but ultimately everything is in the body, and the body has all the wisdom. <laughs> and once you start to live this, it's, it's about living your design, right? It's not about, okay, thinking about, oh, I have this gate, and then, so I, I'm like this. No, it's about integration and 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 just starting to feel. And from that point, you are actually living your design. And that's where strategy, especially strategy and authority come in, right? So the this concept is is in a way so amazing because it's it's something to you can experiment with. Uh, because you can start to sense where does the decision making uh, start in your body? How does it work for you? And then you can just start to see what happens when you follow that. And yeah, yeah that is very interesting because that essentially, even though I never dove deep into human design, that is kind of what happened with me when I, because obviously. I, I did my chart and I did many charts with many providers because everyone provides it slightly different and provides slightly different information with it. And then I read a book about all the gates and everything. But realizing my authority is really the thing that I kept with me through weeks and months because then I monitored how I started to feel with information, questions and how I made decisions. And I realized really how my decision making is. And that really yeah. sort of brought me on the path of really looking inside me, which is interesting, which is sort of detaching away from human design from this pure analytical reading about it. So that, that is very interesting how what human design is, because it based on very spiritual topics, let's put it that way very complex and analytical, but in a sense that it can guide you to your inner self. It is so, yes. so interesting. Um, and that in that sense, we I think we summed up already, or I think we, we have a good arc of discussion on human design, how it comes into your life, what is actually based mm -hmm. on and where it can lead you. But Finally, what I, there's one open question I still have because when when interacting with human design, we we immediately get to the chart, and this is where most of the work is done. Yet you already talked about the rave mandala, the circle, which you don't yeah. see that often. And there is also what we didn't talk about. There are many other layers in between of knowledge of what is not talked about in in the chart which is present in the chart you know those four things above your head and 
there's the table on the left or right hand side of the was it conscious and subconscious part is that right or is it yeah the that's your personality and your design yeah yeah so the and two this, imprints you have yeah and this is something like when when you book a session online like for, for a reading you, you mainly get the reading of the chart but all of the other information that is in the chart as well as sort of advanced reading and so on so it's it's is information you don't really get to easily is only when you really dive deep into that um yeah basically question is how do you actually get to the rave mandala because i've never seen that offered online anywhere i've i've seen it in in pdfs and books and now we talked about it but yeah i mean where are all those layers of information why, why is human design so portrayed as so simple i mean it's already complex what what you get into when you when you get into this charts and reading about everything but what we talked about now it is sort of a complexity level even more right and where is all of that information because it is not widely accessible yeah so um yeah like most information is kept by jovian archive which is the the foundation rauhu uh, established and yeah you pay for it uh, or you can follow courses with certain uh, uh, teachers who do human design and you can learn it through that okay so yeah it's it's not it's not really freely accessible sometimes you can find it on facebook groups um but you have really have to look into it you have you have to search and yeah yeah like it comes when you know again there's no choice it will come when when i don't know it's it's time or it's uh important for you to learn it yeah <laughs> Very good point. <laughs> I think we can end on that note because that is, I feel like, how most of or all of the information come into our life is like when we're ready for the information, it will come to you. How frustrating yeah, that sounds when we are ready. sometimes. But and and I also feel like being ready, it, it kind of has a negative connotation. I always feel like if it's important for your life journey, purely if it's important. Then it will appear. And if not, then not. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And so maybe probably, you don't need it. Yeah. And I think quite often we are conditioned to think that our journey is going down a certain path and we want to have certain information, but our journey is a different path. So we're, I think we're sometimes a bit narrow focused on what our path should be, but it is totally different. Exactly. And that's, that's when you start to let go and just sit back and observe everything that's happening, what's coming through you, what's coming to you. And because we have no control <laughs> what is happening. Wow.